My name is Stephanie B. Welcome to the Range of Buck podcast series, the experts in exclusive luxury African safaris. Throughout this series, we'll explore absolutely everything you could ever want to know about traveling to Africa and more specifically Southern Africa for a safari. If you'd like to see what Ranger Buck has to offer, or if you have any questions, head on over to www.rangerbucksafaris.com. Welcome to the first episode of the Ranger Buck podcast series. I've got Dr. Mario Greiling here with me, the Ranger Buck doctor on call. Dr. Greiling is a general practitioner based in midstream Gauteng. He studied at a leading university in South Africa and is a CEO of three major clinics. Today, we are going to touch on everything related to general health and safety, especially when traveling to South Africa for a luxury African safari experience. Good morning. How are you doing today? Good morning. I'm fine. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. That's good to hear. So let's start off with, I think, the most important question when you're traveling anywhere in the world, but specifically here to South Africa, medical insurance. Do you think it's necessary to purchase medical insurance before traveling to South Africa? Yes, most definitely. I think uh, most visa requirements as part of that would have that you need to have medical insurance. But uh, if it's not part of that, most definitely buy insurance. There's uh, good uh, international insurance houses that you can purchase the insurance from that would uh, give you adequate and comprehensive cover if you're traveling and you're in South Africa. That is good news and always, always recommended just in case, just on the off chance, we're not buying medical insurance because we say something's going to happen. We're buying medical insurance because something might happen. It's just that insurance to make you feel that little bit more comfortable. What are South Africa's medical facilities like when compared to the rest of the world, for example, the US or even Europe? Yeah, I think we're very privileged in that we have world-class facilities. Um, our private healthcare sector uh, leading in, in various categories. So the tourists can feel very safe coming to South Africa. If you've got access via your insurance, there shouldn't be any problem and you should really be able to access emergency care that's uh, equivalent to any care in any of the countries worldwide, which which they would probably be used to at home as well. So it will most definitely be equivalent care, if not better. Speaking about equivalent, uh, is the water safe to drink everywhere? Would you say that that's something you would recommend? Would you stick to bottled water, filtered water? Yeah, I think we're fortunate in South Africa that our water is safe to drink, so tap water is safe to drink. Even if you go to the bush, I mean, their water even even cleaner. Most of them's got boreholes, um, so safe to drink water, not an issue in our country. And then before you travel to South Africa, are there any shots or vaccines that you would recommend you get before you come to South Africa to go on safari? I would just maybe recommend a hepatitis A vaccine and a tetanus toxoid. Uh, being in the bush, you might get scratched, step in thorns and things like that, so... But for the rest, we don't really have exposure to yellow fever and all the other funnies. That's mainly more up in in Africa. Um, And most uh, visa requirements will tell you what you need to get. Um, But just as a precaution, uh, I would would suggest hepatitis A and tetanus. Is that something that you would recommend getting before you travel to South Africa? Or is that something you could get when you arrived? 
Yeah, I, I think before you travel, you need to build a bit of immunity. So maybe a month or two before you travel, just pop into your practitioner and they will be able to sort you out with the vaccines. And then in terms of traveling to South Africa with medication, can you travel to South Africa with your medication from home? Would you recommend that? Would you recommend coming to South Africa and filling prescriptions here? Uh, it's tricky. Various legislation in, in various countries don't always allow script from, from different medical practitioners. So always advise travelers to travel with their medication, especially chronic medication. Also, on our side, sometimes the trade names differ a bit, and they might have different medications in different countries. So pack your chronic medication and just uh, bring a script from your, from your medical practitioner saying these are the medications you're on. Definitely advisable come with your chronic medication. And speaking about the lodges specifically now, are there any first aiders on call, doctors on call? What facilities, medical facilities specifically, are available at the lodges? Yeah, most lodges will, will be covered as part of their insurance by one of the, the bigger insurance groups, uh, ISOS, Europe Assistance, that provide cover. So they usually have a hotline, a number that you can phone if, if there's any incident and then uh, they'll guide you what to do next, um, depending on the severity. So they'll have medical people assessing what the condition is, and they'll, they'll guide you from there. So can can vary from having a first aider on site. Most lodges will have first aiders on site, trained first aiders, and it will be from the first aider administering some treatment to a helicopter evacuation if need be, depending on the severity. So the, the tourists can really feel safe that, that there is adequate cover, there, there is response. And, and most lodges is, is fairly accessible by helicopter w within a, a short period of time. Um, so they're well trained to know what to do and have access to information should they need. And if I decide to come to South Africa in springtime maybe and I don't bring any medication with me because I suffer from nothing at home and I arrive here and all of a sudden I get crazy allergies, is that something that could happen when you travel from the US or you travel from Europe or Australia and you come to South Africa? Is it possible that you could be allergic to something here that you're not at home? And if so, what do you think would be the appropriate steps to take? Always a possibility. Um and I think, again, depending where you are, if you're in one of the big cities, then there's uh, medical practitioners that you can go to. If you're in one of the lodges, they would have a doctor on call that they could call um, and provide you with the necessary medication. Most of the lodges would have some basic medication uh, that you can take. Um, and again, the 24-hour the helpline, you could also phone them and, and they would give you advice. So, so I think if you've got medical insurance, you pretty well covered and you would have access to to care so if you at the lodge you can obviously just uh, bring it to the attention of the head ranger and, and he'll be able to sort you out from there so in more serious scenarios like if you fall down maybe you need stitches something more serious happens there's an emergency while you're on safari so you're saying that each lodge will be able to handle those medical emergencies because they'll have steps in place absolutely yeah, so depending on the severity, they'll access different uh, routes that they, that they can get help to you or transport you to the most appropriate facility, again, depending on, on uh, what the severity is. 
So all scenarios should be covered and there shouldn't be any issue or any concern. You did mention earlier emergency evacuation by helicopter and by plane. Is that something pretty common that you would find at luxury African safaris and lodges? Yeah, I think uh, they they definitely take the the safety and health of the of of the visitors uh, at heart, and it, it's a priority for them. So, if there's any doubt on, on on an injury that could be severe or undiagnosed that that we think might lead to complications, they would err on the side of safety and rather evacuate the the um, person rather than than wait, especially if you're in a lodge and you're not near access. Uh, to a facility that that if there's a complication you're stuck out there. So, if in doubt, they'll they'll evacuate the patient. And uh, most of those places probably easiest by if there's landing strips by a fixed wing or alternatively by helicopter. So um, they don't shy away from evacuation. Uh, and I think it's just to keep everybody safe and and make sure that there's no risk to the person injured. So, Doctor, let's talk about some of the unique scenarios that you might face if you're out on safari. Maybe you like a snake bite or a scorpion sting. Do South African hospitals even carry anti-venom? What could happen if I am, on the off chance, stung or bitten? Yeah, I think, uh, fortunately, we uh, snake bites and, and scorpion bites... Uh, it's also seasonal, mainly when it's warmer, and scorpions the most definitely nocturnal. Uh, usually, when you're sitting around the fireside, that's that's when the scorpions would would be active. Um, we at the lodges most definitely take take snake bites and scorpion stings seriously. Some of the top lodges have got advanced uh, life support paramedics on site with uh, all the necessary equipment to to handle patients that's either bitten or stung. Um, Anti-venom mostly administered at hospitals due to the possible risk of side effects, so you wouldn't necessarily find that the lodge would administer anti-venom. And I think in general with with snake bites and scorpion stings, don't do what the movies show you, <laughs> cut the patient and try and suck the venom out or oh. rip off your belt and tie it around the leg or <laughs> rip out your leatherman and cut open the wound. Oh. Stay calm and and just get the patient to the nearest hospital. If you can, um, try and identify the snake or the scorpion. Most people have cell phones and just take a photo if you can, but usually... People get such a fright that they they don't think of that. So try and identify the snake or scorpion and get you to the nearest facility. The, if there's an la- advanced life support paramedic, he'll know exactly what to do and and get you um, to the facility. And there they would, the doctor on call would obviously decide, do they administer anti-venom? And it would largely go hand in hand with could they identify the snake and are they quite confident that it is the, the, the snake that's been identified or the scorpion and then they would decide from there so most cases treated successfully uh, I, I think people usually get a bigger fright than than the actual fact also an interesting fact on that is sometimes you get what they call a dry bite so a snake would bite you and not inject the venom so not always as bad and as serious as you think 
Um, and we all know that there's different types of snakes and depending what uh, category of snake there is, is it a viper, mamba or a cobra? Uh, they have different toxins, so the one would uh, affect your nervous system, which would um, affect your breathing, and the other one would make you bleed your, your blood system. So depending on what bit you, they'll know exactly what to do. And you have time. Nobody, you know, you don't drop dead from a snake bite on the spot. So so you've got time to get to the hospital and get sorted. <laughs> I um, I actually have a personal experience with getting not bitten by a snake, but stung by a scorpion. I was out in the bush and I was with a ranger as well and I got stung by a scorpion but I was incredibly lucky because it wasn't a particularly venomous scorpion. They used a clicker on the actual sting and I was fine. I didn't even have any downtime. I didn't feel any bad. It wasn't bad at all. In fact, when I traveled to the US and I got stung by a wasp, that hurt so much more than a scorpion sting. So if you are concerned about it, most of our scorpions here in South Africa are not venomous and like you say as well, can be treated. The rangers and the guides are very, very experienced and they can also just look at a scorpion or a snake and go, nah, you're fine. Don't worry about it. That thing's not going to actually hurt you. It's not going to put you in any kind of danger. And I totally trusted the ranger and I'm still here today. So that's good news. <laughs> yeah, we only have one poisonous scorpion in the country. So I absolutely concur with what you're saying. It's, it's, it might sting a bit and burn a bit. Yeah. But in 99.9% of the cases, you'll be fine. 100%. So malaria, let's talk about that for a little bit. I've had some family also come and visit from overseas. And that's usually their number one concern. We always arrange malaria tablets for them as well. I do know that there are quite a few different choices when it comes to malaria tablets different kinds, different types, maybe different malaria tablets are suitable for different people of different ages. And is malaria actually even a concern in South Africa? Probably probably the one thing that, that you need to better spend a, need to spend a bit of time on before you come and find out about malaria. So it would depend when, when you come. Uh, malaria mainly in the in the wet uh, summer seasons when there's been a lot of rain, so typically between September and March. And in South Africa, mainly northern, northeastern areas, typically under 1,000 meters above sea level. Um, so it is seasonal. And um, I, I think that the biggest thing with malaria still is, is to prevent uh, mosquito bites. And, and uh, fairly easy in the sense that the mosquitoes that cause malaria mainly bite from dawn to dusk. So late afternoon, go and shower, long sleeve shirt, long pants. And then the exposed areas um, definitely uh, use repellent, uh, repellent that's got D-E-E-T in it, and just apply it to those areas, and, and you should be fine. And then the other thing, obviously, is if you go and sleep, use a mosquito net. And if you've got an aircon, obviously great, then you can close the room and, and just spray a bit of uh, insect repellent before you go to bed. Alternatively, if there's a ceiling fan, put that on. And all those things help preventing uh, mosquito bites, which is, which is probably still the, the best and most effective way. Uh, on top of that, if it is high season and there's a high risk of malaria, most definitely uh, take medication. They call it uh, prophylaxis. And there's basically three different types of medication. The, the first one is doxycycline, which is a tetracycline, which you would 
take a day before you enter the area for every day that you're there and then for four weeks afterwards. Uh, the next one is uh, uh, Mefloquin, which is a tablet that you take weekly. So you'll take it a week before you enter the area and then one a week and also for seven weeks after you've been in the area. And then uh, the last one is at Atavaquin, which is one of the newer ones, which you take also a day before you go, every day that you're there and only for a week once you're out of the area. And, and different medications would be indicated for different people. I think it's probably best to consult your practitioner on do you have any chronic diseases, are you on any other medication, and he'll most definitely advise you what to take. Probably also safe to say you can you can start when you're in South Africa. So if you're stuck, you can come to one of our travel clinics before you go to to the to the bush, and they'd also be able to sort you out. And and your um, uh, lodges would also most definitely be able to advise you on on what to take, and they most definitely assist in, in the prevention of bites. So you'll probably find that the top lodges would have repellents and and um, mosquito nets and fans and and things like that but definitely something to discuss and consider before you come to south africa and also uh, very treatable not a lot of um if you if you take precaution you're fine um it's it's when you almost what we say if you don't respect it when you get into trouble but if if you respect it and you take your precaution and you take your medication you'll be fine and if for whatever reason, um, say about two weeks after you've been in the area, start getting fever, headache, flu-like symptoms, most definitely go and see a practitioner. Easy to diagnose. They do a blood test and, and in the blood, then they'll see if there's malaria parasites or not, and, and they'll treat you. And in most instances, you don't need to be admitted. It's um, just oral medication that you take, um, and the uh, most patients would be fine from that. So... Um, again, in South Africa, um, we well educated on malaria, the prophylaxis, and that's so people can be rest assured that they'll get the right advice, the right medication, and it shouldn't be an issue at all. So besides malaria, are there any other airborne or communicable diseases that maybe I should be worried about if I'm heading to South Africa to go on safari? Yeah, I, I don't think there don't think so. I think the the worry about people travel to Africa is uh, they see on the news about Ebola and Congo figure and, and those hemorrhagic fevers, but uh, not in South Africa. We haven't had any. Um, it's more up in, in Africa, so no need to worry about that. I think there's been more uh, Ebolas in, in the States than it been in South Africa. Uh, and if there's any concern or the um, risk of that you'll most definitely be alerted by a travel agent uh, but but in South Africa uh, no no real big issues to be worried about thank you so much for your time Dr. Mario is there anything else that you would like to add at the end uh, anything else that we should know medical wise health wise safety wise before coming to South Africa on safari yeah maybe just a passing comment I think um, you know South Africa is, is uh, although part of Africa, it's, it's uh, very safe. Uh, it's a lovely country. Uh, the bush is an absolute phenomenal experience. Um, we'll take good care of you. There's good 
to health facilities. Um, people are well trained, so so come and enjoy South Africa. Come and enjoy the bush. We'll take good care of you. Um, and uh, yeah, um, we look forward to seeing you. That's some great advice. Thank you so much, Dr. Mario. Have a great day. Thanks. Thanks. Enjoy your day. Bye. Bye.